Welcome into the Buddhist Wisdom Podcast. Um, I have a good friend here, as uh, those of you watching on YouTube can see. Um, <laughs> he is going to stay anonymous uh, for this podcast. Uh, he is the creator and administrator of a very well-known Buddhist meme page on Instagram called Darfield's Garma, and you can find it at, at Darfield's underscore Garma. So, Darfield, uh, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, Scott. Yeah, we've been talking about this for a while. Uh, for those of you listening on um, iTunes or Spotify, um, you're, you're not going to bear witness to this amazing thing that I am <laughs> witnessing right now, <laughs> which, is, which is my good friend in a Garfield mask. So uh, I, I, if, you're, if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, I encourage you to go check out the YouTube video. Um, so yeah, awesome. So so the purpose of our, our conversation and, and why we're having this, I've been asking him for a while to join me to talk about this kind of phenomena of uh, Buddhist memes. And um, some of you might not even know what I'm talking about. So <laughs> we're going to get into that a bit later. Uh, we also thought to talk about um, Buddhism, meditation, and and sort of humor um, in Buddhism, like historically, modern day, our own relationship to humor in our practice. And then we're going to get into um his work with uh, Darfield's Garma and and just Buddhist memes in general and the, this phenomena of it. So this is going to be a fun one, and uh, we're really glad you're joining us. So again, welcome, and I'm and I'm trying to keep you anonymous by not saying your name, which I have to remember. So so yeah, yeah, awesome. Um, so I, I think I think the first you know question I had for you and for us to kind of chat about before we get into memes is um you know do we take ourselves too seriously as as modern meditators and buddhist practitioners uh this is kind of like a question i have <laughs> yeah totally i mean you know i i think i think i think we do for sure um i mean <laughs> first of all like just human beings we're, we're human and we're hilarious we're hilarious creatures right <laughs> Um, and totally. we, we need to laugh at ourselves, like being able to laugh at yourself and take a step back and, and just like, kind of look at your predicament, um, I think is a necessary part of like putting things into perspective. So, yeah, I think, um, I think, I mean, humans period, and, and also Dharma practitioners, you know, can, um, can really take themselves, um, a little bit too, too seriously. You know, there's, there's kind of certain, there's certain facets and certain lineages, here in the West where, you know, it is just like so unbelievably serious, like people like <laughs> drawing maps out to like where they are in the path and like talking, talking with these groups and trying to like figure out exactly like, right, have they attained, uh, have they attained stream entry? You know what I mean? Like, um, where, where, yeah. where, like how many steps are they away from becoming an Arhat? And it's just like absolutely ridiculous because it, <laughs> it just kind of defeats the whole purpose of what we're doing. So, so yeah, I think, um, I think that, you know, there there is a lot of of people taking themselves too seriously in in kind of the the Dharma world. You know, why do you think that is? You have any ideas on that? And like, why? I mean, I, I certainly can relate to what you're saying at times in my practice over the last twenty three years, where I've taken myself and, and, way too seriously in it. Me know? too. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, I don't know. I think you know. I think when we when we start Dharma practice, um, you know, uh, we can be really tight about it, and um, we can be we can be pretty zealous. Um, and, um, that, that kind of breeds, breeds seriousness. And it also kind of, you know, it, it breeds a little bit of intolerance. It, it breeds, it breeds intolerance for people practicing in different ways. It brings intolerance for kind of other lineages. It, it brings, it brings kind of a sense of, 
um, I'm right. This is the way. It's the only way. And and mm. I think you I, I see you see that a lot. You see that a lot in in spiritual communities, not just Buddhism. Period. Yeah, yeah. I think you named it. I think it's not just a, a phenomenon. I mean, also in in convert communities, sometimes we can get overly serious because there's sometimes like a lot of like zealousness there because we we converted from something else or or we converted from not being yeah. spiritual or religious. And uh, yeah, I've certainly gone through periods of taking it way too seriously, and then I think. You know, in my experience, what we once we sit with the mind enough, the mind is just hilarious. <laughs> you know, and like how it, it's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, just how it projects and makes ridiculous stories all the time. At least for me, totally. No, and, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I think that was one reason I wanted to host you was not only to talk about uh, memes and Buddhism and kind of the, the cool work you do, um, but and how you came into it, um, but also just to sort of. Um, yeah, just just have a convo about like how you know we can connect uh, both in our own practice with 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 more lightness, more curiosity, yeah, maybe absolutely. more humor, and then also like historically, um, you know, my 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 relationship to Tibetan Buddhism um, actually once I you know how do you say like you know after some years of of kind of being in the lineages of Tibetan Buddhism uh getting to know and having close relationships with the with with different tibetan buddhist teachers as well as other kinds of tibetan practitioners both tibetan practitioners both you know western and uh tibetan and uh, you know there's just a lightness uh within you know yeah. culturally within it and you know a lot of my teachers are pretty quick to laugh pretty quick to um you know just just have this fluidity and, and openness and it's something you know i always admired and um and and also you know the stories the the historical uh you know the, i'm going to tell a story you're going to tell some stories in a moment yeah. um you know you could tell in these lineages like you know when people are getting too over serious there's someone there to kind of break that up there's a court jester to yeah. kind of mess totally. with everyone you know yeah totally um you know i think i think that that's that's definitely the case um you know i i practice um chan buddhism and you know in in chan there and, and especially in chan and and you know going into zen there's also a deep kind of history of of humor there um you know uh you know chan was kind of started with uh the buddha's flower sermon you know that that was the beginning of chan buddhism and that that was you know that was recognized with the smile um you know so like that that whole lineage started with the smile you know mm -hmm. so it's you know that's i think in 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 this lineage in in the chan zen lineage humor is a really important and absurdity is a really important part of uh of a practice yeah yeah i like how you brought in the word absurdity you know i think that totally in, in zen and chan i see that a lot that absurdity represented you know for me it can be be represented on so many levels and i think we'll go more into that in our practice in a moment but um but just to kind of share with with some of the listeners i'd love you know we prepared a few stories just to share with people watching or listening um so so yeah if you want to if you want to go first and then and then i'll tell one uh, as well but um sure um so i have had to I, I know the story but i wanted to write down some of the details so it is it's a john story and um it's it's slightly it's pg-13 <laughs> um, but I think, I think your story is also kind of PG 13 as well. Yeah, definitely PG 13. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> my story is about two monks named, uh, Su Dong Po and Po Yin. So, um, 
Sudong Pao felt inspired and and he wrote a poem. And the poem was, uh, I bow my head to the heaven within heaven, hairline rays illuminating the universe. The eight winds cannot move me, sitting still upon the purple golden lotus. So uh, Su Dong Po was really impressed with himself by by writing this poem, um, and he uh, he sent a messenger to um, to carry a written copy of this poem to uh, his friend the monk Fo Yin, and um, he was super super sure that Fo Yin was going to be really impressed and realize what a great kind of enlightened person he was writing this poem, and Fu Yin wrote the poem and kind of saw it that yeah it was both a tribute to the Buddha but it was kind of a declaration of spiritual refinement. So um Fu Yin just um took a marker or or a pen and and on the poem he just wrote fart. And <laughs> <laughs> and he had it returned to Su Dong Po. So Su Dong Po, who was expecting compliments, you know, he he gets um he gets this back and it just says fart. And um he's shocked, he's angry, he can't believe how he's been it's so insulted by Fu Yin. What you know, what a lousy old monk. Um so he rushes out of his house and kind of goes to to uh Fo Yin's house and um you know he he found Fo Yin and he de- demanded an apology and um Fo Yin's door was closed and on the door was a piece of paper meant for him and the paper had two lines and it said the eight winds cannot move me one fart blows me across the river <laughs> that's great man. yeah it's it's a it's a great story and it just it, you know i think it i think it really speaks to like taking ourselves too seriously right like yeah, exactly. um, you know kind of kind of like our, our own attachment our ego's attachment to to spiritual refinements and um you know what great meditators we are and then and then you know it's, it's it takes a zen master just writing fart to to really dispel <laughs> to dispel all of that and make you see like wow look at look at how the ego is functioning right now, totally totally, yeah it, you know for me it's also you know we don't have to unpack it completely sometimes you ruin a joke when you unpack it totally <laughs> always oh I would say always but am, uh, I, am I, I ruining this right now <laughs> no not at all man no 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 I was gonna say more but that, I'm just I'm just no, you know no, because to, to me, I think like when we're talking about over seriousness, I think there's sometimes because, you know, we have we have aspirations and we have, um, uh, how do you say it, desire to 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 progress in our meditation, to progress in, in our Dharma experience and realization. Yeah. That itself is not a bad thing. Like, that's really wonderful. Right. We need that. Yeah. And then at a certain point, um, we 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 sort of become obsessed and there's no lightness with that. There's no flow. Right. There's no fluidity. And to right. me, that story is just just directly talking to that of someone who thought they had, you know, a lot of realization and the, <laughs> the other masters <Yeah>. basically <laughs> saying, you know, just a huge chop, you know. <laughs> well, you know, and that's where, you know, w- when I think about the Bodhisattva path and, um, you know, like kind of putting, putting your, not putting yourself at the back, but really really um you know coming in with an intent to serve others and to save all beings mm. um it's a lot easier to be to be lighter on yourself when when you're kind of looking looking at the world through the lens of, of the bodhisattva path rather than kind of looking at looking through the world at the the lens of like i need to become enlightened in this lifetime and i'm i'm gonna force myself to sit here in this cave and um you know uh whatever be here for 50 years until i achieve what i set out to achieve because you know when 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 you take on the bodhisattva vows you kind of give up that you give up all that right yeah yeah 
Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I, I, I concur. I think it's it's a very powerful method, you know, developing bodhicitta because we're 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 letting go of our own self interest. Yet we're we're practicing, you know, even more intensely for the benefit of others. So there can exactly. be, this, you know. So I think you have a good point there because you know maybe the over seriousness just relates to like when self interest sort of, you know, compromises or overtakes us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And, 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 you know, just the, the ego gets in there. Like, you know, the ego, like, you know, one of my favorite, uh, Chogun Trumpa quotes, and I'm going to mangle this is, um, no matter what the situation, um, when no matter what the spiritual development or attainment is, the ego is always right there lurking in the shadows, like waiting to attach itself, um, onto what that was and, and, you yeah. know, give, give you delusions of grandeur. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's many. Uh, spiritual songs in Tibetan tradition like that, you know, warning, uh, one, there's one from the, my, my teacher is the third Sony, Sony Rinpoche. So he's the third Tuku in the line of Sony. So the first one wrote a song where he says like, quote, Mara lies in ambush, you know, <laughs> watch your mind, basically yeah. watch out because yeah. Mara's there to ambush you. Mara, yeah. you know, and then, and then it goes on to say, Mara's this mind clinging to like and dislike. It's very powerful spiritual yeah. song, but very similar. Yeah. Um, yeah. You want you want me to get, you want me to share a story? Um, yeah, yeah, let's go. Well, well, I mean, it looks like our stories are revolving a lot around farts, so I apologize <laughs> <laughs> to the audience already. Um, you know, uh, if it's a little too teenage boy like, but hey, I don't know what to say. You know, the, the, these are stories told in, in these traditions, so you know, this is how monks let loose, I guess. You know? <laughs> Um, just fart jokes <laughs> exactly i mean hey who doesn't like a good fart joke it's you know it's where totally <laughs> yeah. every everybody likes a good fart joke <laughs> <laughs> totally so i'm going to give a little background um on this character because he's a he's a famous character in in the himalayan buddhist traditions uh his name was drupa kunle and he's almost like a folk hero right there's a few different biographies on him and and the biographies are, are both inspiring and hilarious <laughs> you know and kind of like also a little bit uh how do you say it uh provocative right so you know uh, what i mean by that is drupa kunle you know some people think he was like responsible for changing the gene pool like in an area of bhutan so you know <laughs> like, like there's some provocative things uh uh in his biography but nonetheless you know he he's seen as what's called a mahasiddha so in sanskrit uh a mahasiddha means a siddha means someone who's like realized, who's realized the the, the attainment of the dharma, um, and maha means great. So it really means someone who's a greatly realized uh, practitioner of Buddhism, and not only has attained enlightenment, but actually they have um, you know boons or, or some spiritual powers, and he's often displaying those um, in in the stories in his biography. Um, this particular story I heard from a lama. Uh, uh, it's not actually, I don't think it's in one of the written biographies. So again, like in, in Himalayan folklore, you know, they hold these different stories and Drupa Kunle often becomes, you know, he's like the, you know, in, in different indigenous traditions, they have this kind of character. He's like the, um, he's like the jester. He's like the one who comes in and, you know, uh, messes with everyone and turns the, 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 the whole situation around. But at the end ends up showing some kind of, spiritual power that everyone uh, uh finds inspiration in so it's sort of like he's there to kind of like subvert people's ego clinging through kind of very um 
sometimes hilarious and sometimes just really provocative uh, methods. So I think he's like this folk hero in Himalayan Buddhism, like I said, but also there's stories that exist in his biography and just exist probably just uh, passed from from uh, by word. They're not written. They're just passed from like family to family or, or different practitioner to different practitioner. So this particular one, I, I've never seen it written, um, but it's one of my favorites. And yes, it does involve farts, as I said. <laughs> <laughs> so so the story goes like this. So so in central Tibet, um, around the area of Lhasa, which is the, the capital of, of Tibet, um, uh, there was um, a, a severe drought happening for many months. And the drought got so bad that they started, um, you know, the, the main chieftains, the main political figures in the area started, you know, donating and really requesting to the monasteries, hey, we need you to really, um, you know, say some, uh, some, some strong prayers, you know, accumulate some merit for us, help us to really remedy these droughts. And so the, the, you know, large monasteries with thousands and thousands of monks had been, um, accumulating different practices accumulating merit uh reciting aspirations and prayers to to help remedy this drought and nothing was working and there was one chieftain uh, in the area who um had heard about drupa because he was just famous as a as a great yogi right kind of a wild yogi but a but a but a great yogi and they um they said, you, you know, the chieftain said, hey, we should invite Drupal Kunle. He's really like a realized master with a lot of city, like spiritual power, and he could definitely cause cause it to rain. And so um, so they invited Drupal Kunle, and, and Drupal Kunle came. And as soon as he got there, you know, he understood the problem. And he he told, you know, everyone gathered, because I think a crowd had gathered at that point, you know, because he's very famous. He said, okay, gather, um, you know, I don't know, 50 kilos or something of Sampa. So Sampa is... Um, it's a it's a staple of Tibetan food that's uh, roasted barley flour. So they take barley seeds, they grind them, and then or they roast them and they grind it, and then they they mix that with tea and butter and and eat it like uh, roll it into dough balls and eat it. So it's one of the primary foods of Tibetans, uh, at least in in old Tibet. And um, so anyway, so they gather all this sampa. It's like flour, uh, roasted flour, and they. And, and Drupal Kunle says, okay, pour all the sampa into one pile. So they pour it into one pile as an offering. And then Drupal Kunle completely, you know, he just takes off all his clothes, gets completely naked. And he uh, proceeds to like enter a handstand, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which must have been kind of awkward for everyone there. And, um, and then he, he, he tells, you know, a few of the people helping him, he says, okay, now take some Sampa and, and put it in my butt. Right, like like pack my butt with Sampa, which again is probably another pretty weird request. But they already know who this guy is, so they just do it. You know, they yeah. know he's a little bit, you know, uh, has uh, what we call a nyompa naljor, like in Tibetan, like a crazy yogi. Um, yeah, and so they so they pack this Sampa in his butt, and he lets out a pretty big fart <laughs> in front of this crowd, <laughs> and the Sampa, just like any flower would, because of the air. It starts to kind of uh, form a, a cloud of flour um, above him, and this this cloud of flour just starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It starts to go up into the sky, and then immediately starts to rain. Right, and everyone's like kind of amazed by this. You know, like I can't believe you know <laughs> finally the drought is over. Uh, you know, Drupal Kunle uh, helped us, and 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 so Drupal Kunle turns to the chieftain. And he says, um, um, those monks couldn't do what my butt did. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, 
So often, you know, there's this humor of like yogis, you know, and, and monastics and the the edges between that. And so, yeah, I yeah. love that story. Very yeah. funny story. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, I I thought it would this would also be a nice opportunity to um, to tell a few Buddhist dad jokes. Um, okay, I have, I, have, I, have, I have a few favorites um, <laughs> that are pretty funny. It. But um, well, there's of course there's the classic that everybody knows about the Dalai Lama going up to the hot dog vendor. Right? Oh, I you hate this one. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll skip this one. <laughs> no, no, no. Say it. Say it. Say it. I, I, well, I just. I mean, you know, this this is everybody's this is everybody's cornball Buddhist joke. Like this is like like if you know nothing about the Dharma, you tell this joke still. <laughs> exactly. That's why because usually people come up to me and tell me I'm like, oh, not again. I've heard it like thirty yeah, totally, times. Totally, go for it. Go totally. for it. Sorry. Sorry. Well, you know, like it's well. I mean, it's ruined. <laughs> <laughs> it's ruined. <laughs> no, no, no. Say it. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> the Dalai Lama said to the hot dog vendor, "Make me one with everything." Everybody knows that one. But I have a, a you know for, for some reason there's a lot of there's a lot of Buddhist um, changing light bulb jokes. So mm. how many Zen monks does it change to take, take to change a light bulb? I don't know. Three. No. How many? The bamboo. The bamboo grove by the river. Bamboo growth by the river? I don't get that one. <laughs> in, in like typical Zen fashion, you know, answering answering a direct question with with something that's that's very abstract and rooted in the natural world. Okay, got that, it, got that, it, got one, it. That, that one didn't hit so hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> how many how many uh, Vipassana practitioners does it take to change a light bulb? Oh, that's a tough one. Like thirty. I'm not sure. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter because they're just simply noting darkness, darkness, darkness. Nice. Darkness. <laughs> I like that one. Okay, I love that I, one. <laughs> one more. How many Zen Buddhists does it take to change a light bulb? Different joke. Um, I don't know how many. Four. One to change it. One to not change it. Want to both change and not change it, and the <laughs> nice. force who goes even further beyond coming and going who doesn't change or not change a light bulb, and also does not not change or not not change the light bulb. That's dope, man. You got to make a meme out of that one. That, that's actually a good one. <laughs> no, it's it, it's good, and and you know, like obviously, you need to have a little background um, in Dharma and kind of Zen practice to get it, but but it kind of yeah. makes light of of what are like real real things, and um, you know really it, it it can it can kind of point towards non-duality yeah totally yeah that's beautiful man i like that last one yeah um so uh those of you who uh managed to sit through this so far <laughs> <laughs> um you know I, i'd love to get into to memes now and so i have this kind of I, I was thinking like modern means modern memes you know because yeah. we have you know, we're all trying, you know, those of us who teach Dharma, but also, of course, just as practitioners as well, you know, we're, we're trying to relate the Dharma to our modern life. And, and, you know, and sometimes, you know, that means, um, I don't think it means necessarily changing the Dharma, it just means how do we bridge it, you know? And I see memes, and I, th and I think you do too, because we've talked about it, but I'd love to hear your, your kind of thoughts first. You know, I see memes as part of that conversation, uh, yeah. Right. So, so anyways, just, just open up the conversation about memes and, and maybe like some personal stuff, like how you first, you know, what were some memes that, that you first came across and, or do you remember coming across 
you know, Dharma or Buddhist memes and how they affected you, you know? Um, so I, you know, I've, I've always kind of, um, I've, I've always kind of been addicted to Instagram since, since Instagram came out, came out. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, I've always just been a big, a big meme fan in general, period. Um, I ended up discovering a, uh, a Buddhist meme page. I don't know, maybe three or four years ago because Buddhist memes are a pretty new subgenre. Um, yeah. but I ended up discovering this, uh, this Buddhist meme page, um, called, um, Samsara teens. And he, he was kind of the, the originator of, of the Buddhist meme. I think there, there was a, another page called Buddha's meme folder, but, mm. um, some, some teens like really like took what was happening and what was hot in the meme community and kind of like retooled it for, um, for people, for Dharma practitioners. And, um, then there was another one, uh, which is no longer with us, unfortunately called leather Dakini, which, yeah. which was also a great meme page and had, she had her own kind of little spin on it. Um, which was kind of like approaching the Dharma and talking about the Dharma through the lens of BDSM, but in, in like, in like a really humorous, funny kind of like, you know, self-referential way. Um, totally. it, it, it she didn't definitely didn't take herself too seriously. Um, and yeah, I just, I just really kind of like gravitated to, uh, to some of these memes. Um, and they were brilliant, you know, and I think, I think the thing about memes and, um, you know, this, this kind of goes hand in hand with practice, um, is what memes can do through like a, an image and a couple of words is really explain a very complex situation in a way that people can understand it. And, mm. um, you know, I, I think, I think in Dharma, um, that's, that's a really important thing to have as well, you know, um, because so yeah. much of the concepts that we're dealing with in our practice are, are so complex and, and Buddhist cosmology is so rich and Buddhist psychology is, is, is kind of so vast that, you know, if, if, if there can be something that kind of points the way or just makes you kind of get it, um, quickly with, with just a simple photo, I mean, that's, that, that's almost the flower sermon was almost a meme. Right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, just real quick, just a little. Just I don't. I don't want to um, interrupt you because I. I love sure. where, where our combo is going, but just like I don't want to assume all of our watchers or listeners here even know what a meme is. So okay. yeah, like I know my dad was listening to this. He'd probably be like, "What's a meme?" So <laughs> you know, I, it's actually I find it hard to explain what a meme is. Um, it's pretty hard. It's pretty hard to explain. Would you mind taking a shot just for the listener or? Um, just in so general, meme, like in general, uh, uh, what a meme is. So a meme, a meme is generally just, just it's, it's, it's an image. It can be a very crude image, um, just with some, with some kind of, um, sardonic or sarcastic, uh, text that go, goes along with it. And it doesn't always have to be, um, sarcastic or sardonic. It can be incredibly obvious. Um, it can be, uh, it can be kind of like, taking um taking something that's kind of overused and giving it giving it kind of like a, a a new light like i you know one of one of my um one of my favorite early memes that i saw is um you know it's it's the buddha uh sitting um and giving a sermon to um to a sangha and he's saying the best way to become enlightened is to argue with people on Facebook. And that's like, <laughs> that's like the greatest buddhist meme ever yeah yeah, yeah. So, so that yeah. would be like an example, well, you know, that would be like an example of a meme or like, you know, taking, um, taking kind of a situation that's already happening in the world and kind mm. of, um, 
making it absurd. So I, I don't know if you uh, remember. Um, do you know Do you know who Adam Adam Levine is? He's he's the lead singer yeah. for Maroon Five. I don't know yeah, if you yeah. remember. Um, he somebody he was DMing some girl, and you know he was just like talking about her body, um, and, mm. and it kind of it kind of like went all over the internet. Yeah. And um, you know, there, there's there's a great Buddhist meme I like, um, and it's it's a photo of the rainbow body. And it's Adam Levine <laughs> replying to it, being like, you know, oh my God, oh my God, that body of yours is absurd. And that was like what he had originally said, you know? So it's like it's yeah. like kind of like taking those situations and kind of retooling it, you know? Yeah, and one one thing you're naming, I I mean, I think what I notice in memes you know they do appeal to us more you know those of us who have like we we have a sense of humor and we find things funny that are that are somewhat sarcastic and a little bit kind of like left you know brash or kind of like yeah right like memes tend to be that often yeah 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 absolutely um and yeah i mean it's it's kind of you know uh i i i pulled some i pulled some of my favorite buddhist memes and i i can i can describe that i pulled some ones that are like kind of easily easily um conveyed over over sure. audio. yeah um so i'll just um one is uh it's you know we all get these emails from politicians right asking asking for money constantly um so one is it's an email from nancy pelosi and the text is i asked you monday i asked you tuesday I asked you Wednesday, I asked you Thursday, and I'm truly sorry to ask you again today. Two hands clap and there's a sound. What, if this, what is the sound of one hand clapping? <laughs> That's great. You know, what's interesting is like, you, you know, these are actually just funny just telling them. But, you know, just for the listeners who who aren't really that familiar with memes, you know, as 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 Darfield's Garma just said yeah. a few minutes ago, like these come with images. And that's, you know, to me, the symbolism is what kind of like, like you said, it's like a whole longer teaching could be said in a few sentences because, because you know, whatever body language or facial expression is going along or, or image is going along with the with the text, you know, that's what I think is so cool as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's there's another one that is is fantastic. And um, and this is this is such a great meme template. Um, yeah. it's, it's split into half and it says me and my emotional life. And it's like a, a Pablo Picasso like you know abstracted drawing where it's just like the arms are over here the eyes are up here you know the legs are yeah. over here it's just it's just a total mess and then on the other side is me advising others others and it's just a picture of the buddha pointing his finger at somebody <laughs> <laughs> that's great so like you know that 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 conveys that conveys something i think that that we all we all feel sometimes that that our personal lives are a mess but um you know we 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 can sometimes preach dharma at, at yeah. others when um when 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 we're really messy inside and you know <laughs> totally. like it, it, like talking about these memes too much kind of ruins it but um yeah i think i think they point at these larger these larger kind of concepts that yeah. um that can really make us think yeah yeah exactly and and so so just to shift gears a bit but but i really appreciate you sharing those I, i'm surprised how funny they are without the images and maybe i can find a way on youtube in the in the notes um to, to even list the the links if possible um yeah. we'll see um so yeah just like i'm curious if you just share with us like how you ended up because i know you have a love affair with memes and buddhist memes yeah uh, in particular so how did you end up starting darfield's uh garma the, the so I, you know i i used to, i used to chat with leather dakini a lot um and um you know i i i saw uh i saw this 
drawing of um you know sailor moon the anime cartoon yeah yeah so i saw this drawing of of sailor moon um um what, what was it it was sailor moon kind of like morphing down into a picture of garfield mm. and um the the text on it was um transform your and i forget i forget exactly what the text was but it was like transform your blank into blank and mm. it had nothing to do with spirituality or buddhism but i ended up um i ended up like down finding a garfield font and uh like the font like jim davis uses for his cartoons yeah. and and i i slapped transform your suffering into freedom on that and that was actually the first Darkfield's Garma meme. Um, and I, I I threw it up on the page and um uh yeah, and think things things really grew. There there was one there was one meme that I did that really like took the account off. I would have to go back into the history of the account. Yeah, because just to, to, find it. to tell everyone listening, like Darkfield's Garma is is it's one of the bigger meme page pages. I mean, just by f- amount of followers, you 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 got in a short amount of time. There's a ton of people yeah. that follow it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's like it's like eighteen thousand, which you know, in the grand in the grand scheme of meme pages is is not a lot. But I think yeah. in, in in the in the Buddhist meme world, it's it's kind of a lot. Um, yeah, it's pretty niche, like Buddhist yeah, memes. It's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> like Garfield Buddhist memes is about as niche as you get. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, it, it it kind of took off. Um, you know, and, and I've done like really, I really silly stuff with it. Like you know, I had I found a picture of like a Garfield couch. Um, yeah. that was on that was on like a comedy TV show, and I just like slapped like you know because at the time this meme, uh, this kind of meme template was really hot. That it was like, what if we kissed? doing something or there, there's there's a buddhist meme that's like what if we kissed and the dalai lama was watching and the dalai lama is like holding up his binoculars <laughs> so or like i i took it and i just slapped like what if we meditated on the garfield couch and it got like it got like fifteen thousand likes it was it was insane um yeah. and that that's one of the things that kind of i think took made the account kind of take off uh, um but you know it's like the you know the, the the content i put out isn't isn't always funny um a lot of it's just kind of like pithy pithy dharma you know, yes. um, like like real real simple Dharma, um, kind of kind of condensed to go with kind of a funny image of Garfield. Yeah, that's a good point because like memes don't always have to be funny. They can exactly. be like instructive or yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, gonna ask you. Oh, was there any re- reason like why Garfield, or was it just what you said like that you had? found that script and that sort of inspired it or is there there's some love affair with garfield that you there's, have? there's a i have a long long-standing love affair with garfield <laughs> obviously like, you're in a I, garfield mask <laughs> <laughs> I, I bought this i bought this mask specifically for this for this podcast this this mask let me tell you is from 1978 and cost me 28 dollars <laughs> wow i'm like, surprised that that's pretty cheap from something so old i know i know you can't you can't buy a garfield mask out there and like the ebay listing for this mask was like like superb condition for collectors. <laughs> Could, uh, maybe no, we, didn't, I, we I, didn't. Oh, sorry, we didn't talk about this. Like we mentioned that you're wearing a mask, but but like you want to say something about anonymity, or or if you want, I don't know if, if there's anything you have to say around that. Um, I don't really have much to say around uh, anonymity. I think I think people who run um who run mean pa- mean pages 
kind of like to stay anonymous and kind of like yeah. you know don't don't kind of want to do an, what's called an admin reveal um to 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 all their followers and you you know that that i i do something semi-public uh for work in in a totally different world so yeah. um you know at, at at some point i may do an admin reveal but you know it's it's also kind of nice to just have this be kind of like the secret thing that i do on the side like like three people in my life know that i do this um so you yeah. know it's 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 fun you know it's fun um cool. and that's and, and the anonymity is just part of the fun to be honest with you yeah when you when you told me hey uh would you be cool if i did it anom- anonymously and then and then i think i i was like yeah i think you should get a gar film it just made me so much more stoked <laughs> to do this conversation yeah yeah totally <laughs> totally the, the the only bummer is people can't see how much i'm laughing and smiling during this conversation <laughs> well they can they can hear it <laughs> but yeah i've i've always kind of i've always kind of had um a long a long standing love affair uh with garfield like i was into, super into garfield when i was a kid um yeah. You know, this is kind of dharmic, but I remember when I was a child, when I was like 12, I had a Garfield, um, I had a Garfield poster on my wall. And uh, the poster said, um, life is uncertain, eat de- eat dessert first. And it was like Garfield with a piece of cake. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> just looking back on that, I'm like, what a lame thing to have on your wall. <laughs> but, like, uh, but like, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's, you, you know, the thing, the thing about Garfield and, and you know, besides me kind of having a long love affair with Garfield. um, The thing about Garfield is um, Garfield is such a great example of, of our condition. Garfield is such Mm. a great example of, of a being that's in samsara, right? Like Garfield loves lasagna. He loves it so much. (laughs) All he wants is lasagna. (laughs) (laughs) Like he, he, he just like, and then when the lasagna is gone, Garfield gets really upset. You know, there, there's so many cartoons with Garfield in an empty panel of lasagna, and he's just like, he's he's just like really down in the dumps. So, so there's Garfield's grasping of lasagna. Um, there's Garfield's aversion to Mondays, right? Yeah. <laughs> and um, Garfield's aversion to Mondays. Garfield's aversion to normal. And then there's there's also Garfield's delusion or ignorance that he's the cat, and and mm-hmm. Monday is a conditioned thing. <laughs> you know, yeah. his 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 life doesn't have Mondays. His life doesn't have Fridays. Um, <laughs> so so yeah, I think there's grasping, <laughs> aversion, and ignorance in 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 the life of Garfield. So I've I've kind of ran with that concept a lot on on the meme page and have like done you know a, a lot of memes about desire and grasping that involve lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and yeah, so I, so I just, you know, it, it, it became kind of like, I started with this one meme, but it became, as I kind of got into this, I was like, wait a minute, like, there's a lot, there's a lot of kind of Dharma centric con, uh, content that I can do around this character because yeah. like his, you know, his, his desires are so upfront, his aversions are so upfront, his delusions are so upfront. So yeah, it, it makes for kind of a funny thing and maybe I'm overanalyzing it a little bit, but yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of like. That's kind of where where my head is on this, actually. Yeah. Well. Well. I mean, it's your process. So, I mean, I imagine, you know, what whatever is part of your creative process, including like, you know, trying to merge Dharma with image and vibe, and you know, Garfield yeah. character. Like, um, yeah. I mean, sometimes I look at your memes and I'm like, wow, how did he come up with that? And, and then also, <laughs> yeah. I mean, also, it's almost like it's almost like you're 
you're a cartoonist, but I don't know how you're making the memes. You don't have to divulge that, but if you don't want to, but it's almost like it's a cartoon. It's a, it's a cartoon. Like you're making a yeah, cartoon. Yeah, totally. Um, so I make, I make the memes in 10 seconds. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's like very I, disappointing to hear, by the way. <laughs> um, you know, I, the, the, the ideas for the memes. So I, I have a whole notepad, um, I have a whole notepad uh, dedicated to kind of like pithy quotes or funny sayings or funny Dharma things or like things I could pair with Garfield. And then I have a bunch of saved Garfield images. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'll, I'll kind of just go through what I've written down. And, you know, I'm I'm always thinking about Dharma and Dharma is such a big part of my life. Um, you know, um, I'll be reading a Dharma book. I'll be listening to a Dharma talk. I'll just be I'll just be at home meditating or just or just, you know, kind of kind of contemplating and um, something will hit me. And mm-hmm. I'll just I'll just kind of pull it out, put it in the notepad, and just save it for later. And um, so let me just see if I can give you like a quick example here on the process. Um, so um, just while you're finding that, I also yeah, I mean go, go for it. Um, I also wanted to yeah, I'm just curious. You know, we, we've talked about well, we talked a little bit about the power means and the power of Buddhist means, but also, you know, you and I privately have talked about like su- some surprises, like some surprise, um, I don't know, like benefits and interactions and kind of, you know, with your, with your community, the people who follow Darfield's yeah. underscore Garma. And, um, yeah. yeah, I'd love to chat about that too. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I mean, we can, we can even, we can even kind of go into that right now. Um, yeah. Um, so, you know, I think, I think part of the reason that the, um, that the account has kind of taken off, um, a lot, a lot of the followers of this account are not, are not people who are Dharma practitioners. There, there, there is a good mm-hmm. chunk of folks who are Dharma practitioners, but, um, uh, you know, Garfield's kind of having, having a moment on, on the internet right now. And, and people who, people who are in, you know, from, from 14, 13, 14 to, to 18, 19, 20 are, are kind of rediscovering Garfield. And I, I don't actually feel like, um, I, I, it's partially ironic. Um, but you know, b- being ironic is, is something that's kind of very, very millennially, you know, yeah. or, or very kind of Gen X-y. Um, so it's like, you know, I think, I think the irony for, for these, these, the younger generation people, people in Gen Z and even younger than that is, is it's a different flavor. Um, mm. or, or, or maybe it's not even there at all. And, and I think people just like legitimately got, love Garfield. And, um, so a, a lot of the folks that, that follow me, um, tend to be, tend to be pretty young, you know, um, mm. I'm not going to disclose how, how old I am, but, um, you know, when, when I look at, when I look at my insights on Instagram and I see that kind of the age range of people following me, I'm just like, wow, I'm, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm quite a bit older than, <laughs> than my target <laughs> audience here. Um, and so there's this kind of resurgent interest in, in Garfield and, um, you know, uh, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of trans folks that follow me. There's a lot of, um, LGBTQIA folks that follow me. Um, um, and, and yeah, just, just, just a lot of, a, a lot of people just kind of in, who are in, in a world that I'm not in. And, um, you know, some of them, some of them have no idea what the memes are about. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll get comments often that are like, what, what does this mean? And I'll do my best mm. to try and explain it. Um, and you know, maybe there'll be a couple of follow-up questions and sometimes, you know, the people are like, I, I still don't get it. And sometimes the people are like, wow, that's cool. That makes sense. Mm. Um, and you know, like it, it's, it's also, you know, it's been an interesting, an interesting kind of ride with that. Um, 
because I do get a lot of folks who have really never been exposed to the Dharma at all kind of popping into the DMs and being like, hey, can you can you recommend can you recommend a good book, a good Dharma book yeah. for beginners? Like, um, you know, like I'm I'm kind of inspired by 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 this account and 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 what you're kind of talking about, and I want to learn more. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I mean, I mean, that's where you know, obviously, like these can be, you know, a meme can can teach or impart something, but you know, it's interesting to hear, like, you know, for some people, maybe it's their initial like entrance into the Dharma or, or, you know, if, if it's not that yeah. it, it, you know, there's just connecting with some, some wisdom from the Buddhist path, uh, through, you know, what looks like a cartoon. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I don't, I don't place too much kind of, kind of self-importance on, on the work. I, at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm doing this for fun and I'm having a blast doing it. Although I am running out of ideas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's got to be tough. It's it's like it's like being a writer, like for a yeah. show or, or a yeah. cartoon. It's like the ideas just have to keep coming each week. It's challenging. Totally, totally. And it's like you know how how many dharmic how many dharmic uh, concepts can can I fit? Um, you know, as, as it stands right now, I've got you know, 309 memes that I've done. It's like, how many, how many pithy Dharma, Dharma concepts can I, can I do? You know, like yesterday I started talking about the 12 links of dependent origination. (laughs) Like It was one of my worst liked (laughs) memes because it was like way too off the deep end for people, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like too complicated a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're just like, you know, a a concept that I caught like, you know, if, if, if you talk about, if you talk about kind of desire, or if you talk about grasping, or you kind of talk about the human predicament that we're all in, um, it's 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 easier for people to kind of relate to that than than if you know we're talking about Nagarjuna in 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 our memes, or you know we're talking about the the twelve links of dependent origination. Um, yeah. If we're talking about you know not seeing and not not seeing, you know, like that that stuff starts to go a little over people's heads. So I, I try I try to avoid going into going too deep into into that stuff um although you know like the other buddhist meme pages are 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 made exactly for people like me um yeah. and, and they go they go really deep into that stuff yeah i know some saratines yeah just just you know do you want to name i mean you already named a few is there any other i mean of course we're recommending Dar, uh, darfield <laughs> darfield's underscore garma if you're on instagram uh uh check it out uh but is there any other meme pages you'd recommend people to check out you name some sartines any other ones that you're stuck um, on yes yeah. so there's um there there's a, a meme page i really love um is uh the 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 meme page's name is esoteric gnome um okay and uh <laughs> uh gnome gnome is a uh gnome's a really good um a really good a memeologist um I have uh, memeologist. One, one of my, memeologist. Cool. I just made I just made that up on the spot. <laughs> um, one of my favorite one of my favorite gnome memes is um, it's a picture you know the classic picture of the iceberg where mm-hmm. it's, it's the li- little bit of the iceberg on top and then it shows it underwater. It's the mass. It's the massive part of the iceberg, and so the top the top part of the iceberg says uh, what you can learn about Buddhism from a teacher with a valid lineage. And then the bottom part of the iceberg, the massive part of the iceberg, says what you can learn about Buddhism following meme pages on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's spicy. Yeah. yeah, it's it's spicy, but you know, yeah. <laughs> it's it's obviously the other way around. So there, there's a little bit of there's, there's a lot of self-referentiality. 
about kind of yeah. how ridiculous Buddhist memeing is. Oh, know? I see. So and, I just and, got it. That was sarcastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's sarcastic. Yeah. And and, yeah. and there's a, there's a lot of that there's a lot of that sarcasm around Buddhist memes being this like this really really powerful and impactful way to to spread the dharma. There's there's a lot of sarcasm and self referentiality about that in in kind of the meme world. That makes you know, sense. Which yeah. which is really funny, you know, and and I really enjoy <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, esoteric gnome is is yeah. a great meme page. Um, there's a guy named Aesthetic Dhamma. Uh, um, who is another? He's another solid meme page. Kind of, kind of takes it from. Um, actually, no, his his memes are kind of cross lineage. Um, it's it's interesting because you don't find meme pages that are are super rooted in in one style of Buddhism. Like everybody yeah. kind of tends tends to talk about everything. You know, every everybody everybody tends to make jokes around all different kinds of lineages. And you know, there's there's a lot of funny like. Mahayana versus Theravada. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I saw those. memes out there. But then, but then, you know, there there'll be like some somebody running the meme page will turn around and do something completely opposite. You know, so so there's yeah. not there's there's not a lot of sectarianism in the Buddhist meme world. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> we're going too deep here. <laughs> no, but that part that's interesting. Yeah, because because the meme pages I've checked out, the Buddhist meme pages, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Like definitely I'll see some like Tibetan flavor or sometimes Tibetan Buddhism, but you'll see other yeah perspectives too and i think i think that's pretty cool i think that's very yeah. interesting yeah because yeah, that in itself totally. is a is a way of imparting dharma uh just sort of talking about some of the the you know it, it's almost like some of it is actual differences but i would say some of it is like perceived differences or um how do you say it like stereotypes you know yeah and and you know why wouldn't a meme talk about a stereotype because yeah. that's you know the ultimate yeah. irony right totally exactly and i think i think I think it kind of, I think the memes kind of do that. They, they talk about stereotypes and, um, they, they kind of, again, you know, to use the word absurdity, like they, they, they show kind of the absurdity. Um, they can show like our deep identification with things. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, and, and again, and not, not too much of a serious way. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'll, I'll out myself a little bit on something, you know, it, you know, just because like once you click on anything on social media, you just get more of it because the algorithm yeah, just starts totally. to feed you stuff. Uh, you know, you know, you know the memes that I'm I'm kind of like you know getting and and enjoying lately. They're like they're like parent memes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like dad and mom, you know, with child memes, and they're, they're, some of them are pretty good. And uh, yeah. I'm really enjoying that because some of them, you know, once you have, I, I, you know, for those of you who don't know, I have, I have a small daughter, 11, 11, 11 month old daughter as of today's date, October, um, uh, 2023. Yeah. Some of like, like they're really true and, you know, and then, and the irony's there. And so, you know, if I didn't have a kid, it wouldn't be funny. So it make, you know, so I'm enjoying them a lot, but yeah, it's sort of like every time I scroll, it's like, Totally. mom and dad me totally yeah. <laughs> you're caught in it man the algorithm knows you <laughs> the algorithm got me man um well yeah something i something i kind of wanted to ask you i don't know how much time we've got left here Scott, yeah i was gonna kind of uh, wrap it up pretty soon i was gonna ask you kind of but go ahead go ahead and then i'll no i just you know i think i think um you know i'm just kind of curious about you like how, how humor shows up in your practice oh yeah yeah we didn't go into that so much you know, I think I, I mean, just to keep it brief, um, I, 
I, I kind of shared it earlier. Um, for me, it's just like a lot of it relates around like, yeah, the sense of like when I see myself way too over serious and way too yeah. caught in a thinking pattern, a thought pattern and or emotional pattern, you know, and I'm not trying to belittle anyone else. Like, yeah, we can get into serious suffering and pain with our emotions and yeah. thoughts. And so it's, it's not meant really, this isn't a to to diminish anyone else's experience that's not why i'm saying this right but just through through my own practice i can see you know how much of my um thought patterns and you know habitual patterns are just just so ridiculous at the end of the day you know yeah. i mean some of them i can i can change and some of them i can't some of them are just really strong and i keep working on them etc through dharma but you know at some points that's where i find humor just laughing at myself especially like when i yeah. was when I was doing long retreats alone, yeah, you know, it's just the minutia that the mind would do because it yeah. just sort of, it like increases. It's like when you're in retreat, it's not like the faucet turns down. It just turns up, becomes like yeah, a totally. fire hose, you know? Totally. totally. And it was just so much. All I could do was laugh. It was just like so yeah. intense sometimes. So for me, it actually helps in intensity. Like when, when things are too intense, yeah. um, I can find some humor. There's sometimes I can't. I'm absolutely yeah. just caught in it, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's where where kind of I find it. How, how about you? Like, like how yeah, you? I think I think I think in a really similar way, um, laughter has been a great tool for me to um, to cut through. Um, mm. You know, um, kind of kind of seeing myself getting caught up in in a desire that's ridiculous, seeing myself getting caught up in some kind of aversion, and just mm. really taking a step back and laughing at myself has has been a great tool for me to just kind of like kind of sever that or kind of like, you know, d decrease, decrease the intensity of, of what's kind of going on there. Um, you know, yeah. and if, I, if I can really just take a step back and just, and just laugh at what's going on in my mind or just laugh at like, laugh at my predicament right now or laugh at, laugh at our entire predicament, you know, the, the whole samsaric cycle. Um, it can, it, I, it can facilitate a little bit more letting go for me personally. And, you know, I've, I've always, laughter has always been, a huge part of my life you know i've uh, you yeah. know and people in your podcast can hear and you know this like i'm a boisterous laugh laugher <laughs> like i have i have a very distinct <laughs> laugh um and um yeah you know uh laughter laughter has been a really um a really great tool for me in practice yeah yeah wonderful well um this has been really a beautiful conversation you know uh you know, we're, we're close friends, like outside of this. So it's just nice to, to share some, yeah. you know, wisdom together as well as to hear, you know, this back. And some of this I actually never heard about Darfield's Garma. And, and so it's just, it's just been a real pleasure. So I so just want to thank you for taking the time to share this with all of our, all of our listeners here. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Scott. It was, uh, it was really, uh, it was really wonderful to join you today and talk about this. Um, yeah. I've been looking forward to this conversation for a long time. So thanks again for having me on. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, so folks out there, please check out probably the fourth time I mentioned it. Darfield's underscore, uh, Garma. Garma. G H A. Yeah. You want to spell it? R M A. Uh, D H A R F I E L D S underscore G H A R M A. Cool. I'll, I'll try to put it in YouTube, but on Spotify and, and iTunes, it won't be there. But, um, but it's, you all it's just, it's, just Garfield Dharma with the letter, the, 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 the first two <laughs> exactly. letters are first. <laughs> that's how I remember it. Yeah, yeah that's totally. How I it. totally. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Scott. Good to talk to you. See you. Take Good. care.